welcome to Garage Night, where we finally get to sit down and talk. Uh, I am Randall, and join with me tonight. Hi, I'm Mandy. Uh, Jeff is uh, still uh, in a little indisposed, uh, so we're going to just roll with it. Um, Andy got to drive something uh, interesting lately, so I uh, I really wanted to get on and talk with him about the car because I'm genuinely curious uh, what did you have uh, as an extended test drive for a few days? We had a 2020 Explorer ST. So ST, like the like a, a high performance sport trim, like the uh, Focus ST and and the Fiesta ST and such, right? Correct. Yeah, it's the um, <clears throat> it's got the V6, the EcoBoost V6. Uh, is that one a, a three liter now? Yep, three liter. And it's, uh, I can't remember the exact horsepower torque off the top of my head, but um, it's got the the 10 speed automatic in it. Um, and it's got the intelligent all wheel drive, uh, basically rear wheel drive until it senses that you need it and then engages the front wheels. I love that, that uh, thanks to. Lincoln, we have a rear drive biased uh, Explorer again. That's super yes. cool. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I liked about the 20. I think I can't remember. It's either changed in 19 or 20. I think it changed back to, a, you know, the actual rear, the rear biased. Yeah, because it uses the, the new underpinnings provided to it by the Lincoln Aviator. Correct. Yeah, and uh, I know that a big driver for that driver was um <laughs> was the police departments uh are buying a lot of interceptors from yes. Ford now and that was one of the biggest uh reasons that police departments weren't buying the Explorer and they were buying the Tahoe and the um the uh, the Dodge Durango was because they were rear drive biased or even rear drive only in some markets and that was something that people really liked the way that that handled. They were familiar with it from crown Vicks and chargers. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't require a lot of, uh, you know, additional training and, you know, to that different drivetrain setup. So I think that's part of why it was you know really popular for that reason. So you've driven a lot of, you know, rear drive Mustangs and with, you know, front drive, you've had your Mazda three and the, uh, the focus and uh, you've driven a lot of differently driven cars can you feel the difference uh this being rear drive versus a all-time all-wheel drive or a front-wheel drive suv so like the the tucson we had was all-wheel drive and you you could tell in that car that it was all-wheel drive you know you, the steering felt kind of a little heavy when you're kind of you know leaning on a little bit but and it would vary based on if you were steering with or without braking or accelerating much like a front wheel drive will right. kind of change your angles a little bit. Right. Um, this, I mean, yeah, it, it is, it's going to come across super biased, but it is really a fantastic car. So I, I'm looking at it. I think it's a, it's an attractive looking car. Yeah. The, the styling of it, um, you know, is, is really nice. The FT package, you get a lot of the um, extra styling. You get a special grill, special badging for all the STs. 
Um, the one we had had, I, I believe they're calling it like the street appearance package or something to that degree. Um, mm-hmm. where it didn't have like the chrome wheels. It had the the nice, I think they're like six or seven or eight spoke something, um, you know, black with like a Ford performance center cap on them. Um, the one we had was a, was like a black with like a metallic, I can't remember what exactly what they called the paint code, but it was like a, a black with like a kind of a metal flake in it. To, so, you know, it's not like the old, you know, like you were saying earlier, the, like the 2010s, you know, the black was just, you know, like a, a flat jet black kind of, you know, just a regular gloss black. This looked pretty nice with the metallic in it. it you know, it, you know, historically I've not been a big black fan for the obvious upkeep reason and it's hard to keep a black car nice but this it, it wore it well i'll say the uh, triple coat metallic that's usually what ford does is like a like a tri-coat or a triple yeah, coat with yeah. that high flake in in all of them so it kind of yep. gives that depth yeah kind of like yeah. The, the same thing like the magnetic has that kind of the same thing there yeah exactly ford has a uh has a triple coat white as opposed to their oxford white that really has a lot of depth and definition to it. And uh, I remember seeing a Durango in a dark green that had that same effect. And that's mm. all I can deal with a lot of different colors if it has that kind of attention to detail. Right. And I, and I think one of the other points of this car that I really <clears throat> liked, not just, you know, being uh, NST with the, you know, the, the appearance package was um, it didn't have a huge like abundance of chrome plaster all over it kind of cheaply like you've seen done in the past it, the mm-hmm. car really was black and black trim you know it, it was very simple the only thing really different on the car was you know the reflectors and the <clears throat> in the lights excuse me um other than that like very very well done you know um because i'm kind of picky you know i don't like more than one to you know two colors on the car you know i don't like um you know if you have like a you know a green car with black trim and then chrome wheels or chrome trim on top of that you know with silver wheels or something like that you know like um yeah you, you like this didn't have that at all it was you know that, that black metallic tricoat paint and black trim and black wheels so there was really not even i wouldn't even call it two separate colors the whole thing but it worked really well the way that they did it well well put together excellent so let's let's get to the meat of it what did you think of the the three liter uh uh, power plant in that um because it's it's a twin turbo and it's uh it's about 400 horsepower as i've I've looked it up says 400 horsepower and 415 foot pounds of torque and that it'll do almost a buck 50 i mean this is a six thousand pound suv right yeah, so naturally, I immediately <clears throat> when it uh, when my wife brought it over to me to test drive on my lunch hour, uh, you know, immediately uh, we went and jumped on the freeway to see what it would do really quick. And naturally, I put it right in sport mode. Um, you know, from from a stop, it, it basically <clears throat> from a stop. If you you can really notice the difference in the modes and the driving modes, substantially different each one incredibly good um so give us a rundown what it, what does it offer as far as the different uh so you've, on the st you've got i think i want to say five or six different modes um you've got a, there's a tow haul mode there's sport mode 
Um, there's like a slippery, there's a wet, um, then there's normal driving, and then there's eco. When I, I, th- I want to say that was six. I think there might have been one more. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. But there's there's plenty of plenty of options for how you're going to drive it. I mean, that's probably yeah. overkill, even. Probably overkill, you know, for <clears throat> for something you know like that, you know. Um, but it, uh, it's nice to have the options for sure. Um, exactly, it doesn't cost them very much to to program them in and have them selectable, and it doesn't hurt to have the option. Definitely not. Yeah, um, you know, and I didn't. It, we had nice weather, so you know, I didn't test the, the wet or slippery or snow conditions, and um, nor the tow haul. We didn't. We weren't towing anything around. But basically, you know. Um, mainly we, we, we tested, you know, between, you know, normal, which is what it defaults to when you start the vehicle, um, between that and then eco and sport mode, obviously. Um, so did it change? Did you, do you feel like it changed, uh, any suspension or transmission settings? Transmission settings? Yes. You could definitely tell, um, as far as suspension, I don't know. I didn't. I only really kind of cornered it in sport mode. I didn't try it in normal or eco. But nothing clearly noticeable from from standard driving. From from standard, I mean, it, it probably was a little bit, but I I really wasn't paying too close of attention between sport and like normal mode as far as, you know, suspension wise and how it was balancing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I, was, I was more so paying attention to rev points and shifting um, and, you know, where it's applying the power and where it wants the shifts and what it's doing. Last time I drove a, a modern Ford with uh, selectable um, driving modes, I uh, noticed that the Mustang I was in, the EcoBoost, would change the weight of the steering based on Sport and yes. Sport Plus and all that. Yes, it did that too. You could definitely feel di- uh, well, a slightly different weight in the steering and uh, you know, it, everything now is drive by wire. So it, I feel like it, it crisped up the steering, you know, like the response time as well as the weight. Yeah. Everything is electric power steering e-pass now. And so it's really easy for them to adjust the resistance on the fly. Right. Uh, versus with a, uh, you know, a hydraulic setup, which feels better. Uh, generally you, you don't have that much of an option in that, you know, the rack is what the rack is. Right. Yeah. Um, so how about, uh, like inertia and lean angles? It's still, it's still a 6,000 pound SUV. I mean, there's no getting around that. Um, but you know, I've, I've driven a lot of different SUVs over the past two or three years. And, um, some of them, you put them into a corner at like it, it's a 55 mile an hour road, but it says, you know, do 45, some vehicles certainly do 45 or 35 and other vehicles uh, like our X5, you can pretty much hold uh, the speed limit and feel very comfortable. Whereas, um, you know, some other offerings have not been so uh, comfortable at, at speed. How would you feel about this? Does it feel like it rolls a lot or does it just kind of push you into the seat? Uh, what is what does it kind of feel like through the corners? So in, I only really cornered it in sport mode. So that's all I can attest to, but in sport mode, um, we, you know, I did a couple higher speed roads that have some quick, uh, 
a couple long sweeping corners and a couple shorter ones. Um, <clears throat> there's one particular one. It's where the, the highway splits here. Um, <clears throat> it's a normally it's a it's a big long sweeping corner um, to 60 mile an hour speed, and that I basically went into that at 60, and I just honestly I put it on the floor and to see just to see what it would do and if it was push if it would lean or if I would have to crack out of it <clears throat> and it just kept going it was absolutely flat and I was able to run through two or three more gears through that whole corner without having to lift and it held its lane it stayed flat it was wow did did it feel like I was surprised did it feel like you were being like pushed like there are some cars that the car is planted but you kind of feel like you're being pushed into the door was it that or did it did it push back and down enough to to negate the g-forces it it exactly that i never it didn't feel like it was throwing me out of the seat into the door at all it the car was flat and it was putting me you know where it should into the seat not you know throwing me around in the seat would you would you agree with confidence inspiring as an attribute to to that Oh, definitely. Like I, I felt I could have given that car another 20%. Wow. This is a, this is it a big have, car it too. Would have, it would have taken it just fine. So com- compared to the rest of your stable, the, you know, the, the modded Cobra, the, uh, SVT focus, how do you feel it, it handles, you know, relative to its size, uh, is it just really well engineered? Does it have good components? All of the above? I, it's, I would say all of the above, really. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously it's not going to have, you know, this the straight line, and um, you know it's got the weight disadvantage compared to the Cobra. You know, but you're comparing apples and oranges, obviously there. But um, <clears throat> you know, as far as like where it would slot in, I mean, it's it's miles above the, you know my stuff's, you know, early, early 2000s, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, you know, comparatively. So it's 20 years, <clears throat> 20 years newer, you know, 20 years of better engineering. But I mean, I could get, I could literally get in that any day and go have fun with it the same as I could with my Mustang. However, I cannot go necessarily get in the Mustang in the winter in the snow and go have fun with it where this you could. And that's, that's the difference is its capability 365 days a year. And uh, on the capability note, I mean, that's probably going to have a an actual tow rating right. on it, which you know, you know, you've got you've got a family, so that's something, you know, that you that you would consider is um, is stuff like that. I mean, they they offer a class three tow package on the ST, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it it says up to fifty six hundred pounds. That's uh, equivalent. Um, to you know most you know high powered vehicles of of its of its size um so there's seems to be no penalty to the st in, in fact uh that and the platinum have the highest uh, ability um so unlike say the ford raptor that loses um towing capability over the uh other other trims this is still a full full boat SUV as well as right. uh, handling well. Yeah, and so, that's. I wish we had a 
<clears throat> we had to really kind of test that as well too. But this, you know, this was only over, you know, over a matter of two days. So we were limited in, you know, what we were able to really, you know, run it through and whatnot. But um, it's still nice to have more than a 20 minute test drive. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You get to, you know, and not have a salesman breathing down your neck. Yeah. Every vehicle I've, I've bought just about has, you know, been directly because I had an extended test drive with it. You know, uh, the, the bullet, I drove it and I'm like, I'm really interested in this, but you know, probably not. I don't need it, blah, blah, blah. But when I had it for two days, I had a hard time giving it back because I was able to drive it comfortably on roads I wanted to and really uh, do, uh, you know, a faux commute on what would it be on the normal roads day to day? Is this something I really want? Right. And that's, that's, you get, you get good, valuable information there. You know, is it, is it, gonna, is it good? Is it bad? Is you going to be happy with it on the daily? And, you know, that's super nice. You get a chance to, to, you know, show it to, you know, other people in, in the comfort of your own driveway, you know, and, and really have all the time you want to discuss it instead of, well, we'll sit over here and talk for 10 minutes and then we'll go back to talk to the salesman. You've got all night to sit and talk and think about it over dinner and then talk again. Right. Um, that's, that's really a valuable, uh, valuable asset. Yeah. And we, you know, we were able to put the, the kid's car seat in it and, you know, see how, you know, how easy it is to get her in and out, um, you know, and as far as how, how she responds to it as well too. Um, yeah. And let, you know, you can factor in leg room and stuff uh, with, right. with the kid in and, you know, Oh, they're going to have to have, this bag for their toys or for their lunch or whatever, and really see what it's going to be uh, on a you know normal average day instead of, you know, best case with nothing in it. Right. Uh, what did you think of the interior? Cause I know that mainstream automakers, especially American uh, car makers have, you know, always kind of been on blast for having uh, cheap plastics and, uh, strange ergonomics uh do you you know this is a top of the line uh you know version of a of a three row crossover so you i think they would bring their a game is that what they've done here yeah 100 percent um interior definitely miles above what we are used to as far as our fords um this one specifically had I like the tech two packages. I can't. I'm, I'm terrible with the tech package or tech tech package and street package is what she said. Um, and so this had a kind of bigger, like an iPad ish style kind of screen, um, which was which was nice. It ha- it also has um, cameras galore, by the way, in it too. You know, front, rear, bird's eye view. Um, 180 degree on the front and on the rear. So almost, almost full coverage from that screen in the dash there. Super nice. That is, that is such an important thing. Now that we've got all the cameras working on the X five, it's, it's a game changer. Just to, if you pull into a weird parking spot, you can just hit a button and mm-hmm. see that you're within the lines and see how far the other cars are around you from a completely different perspective. I thought it was, Oh, this is just a tech demo, but having that day to day, it, it changes, it changes things just like 
backup sensors and a backup camera, it, it really changes the game. You're right. And, and, you know, being an ST top of the line, it's, you know, fully loaded, um, you know, it's got park assist, parallel park assist, you know, collision avoidance, lane keep assist. Um, it's got, you know, uh, like speed sign recognition to where, like, if you were to drop from an 80 speed zone to a 60, it would sense that and, and, uh, um, it'll help correct you. Um, there just boatloads of boatloads of stuff in there. Um, but unlike, um, you know, comparatively, um, you know, if you were to look at like the, the GM line, you know, the Cadillacs and whatnot, where most of them are, everything is 100% touchscreen and whatnot. The, the, the Explorer still has, you know, nice actual push buttons, you know, some, got some manual dexterity into it too, which is nice. I like that. It hasn't completely gone away from that. Don't like about like the Teslas and the Cadillacs and whatnot is everything's all on a screen. I, I agree. You have to have a knob for the volume. You have to. Yes. Agreed. Uh, so it says that the seats are, are somehow fancy. Did you notice anything about the, the, the seats? They're supposed to be like a perforated leather and have like a lot of adjustment into into them. Yeah. The seats are, yeah. Seats are super nice. Um, yeah. Perforated leather. They're heated and cooled. Um, cool. They have, Airbags in them that have like massage settings. So there's like three or four different massage settings that basically you know inflate and deflate bags in certain spots of the seat. Um, on top of the you know it's got the ST kind of embroidered into it as well, and it's got um, they're they're bolstered on the side and uh, in the bottom you know just enough you know it gives you that little bit of that holds you in. Like I was saying, when you're you know, in the corner, it, it plants you in the seat. So you don't slide around. It's not just a flat leather seat, but it's not, it's not too much to the point where I couldn't get in it and drive it halfway across the country tonight. And, and it would be comfortable. Um, just, you know, all around really well done. The other thing that we liked um, speaking of interior and seats wise is the second row um on the ST, you have the option for, you know, an, a second set of captain seats with, you know, like a cup holder kind of deal in the floor or the bench, which is really yeah. nice for, for um, you know, ease of access and, you know, getting the kid in and out and the dogs in and out. And you, you know, you can attest to that as well, too, of, you know, nice ease of access with the captain's chairs was really nice. So your model had had the uh, seven seven seat uh, option in it, or six seat, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, two in the front, the two captains in the middle, and then the back too. And and the back itself, you know, um, we probably wouldn't use the back very much unless we were, you know, taking some other people around. But the nice thing is, it's super easy to you know move the 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 middle row to get in and out of the back, and the back um, there flip a switch to go up and down, no manual pulling buttons, pushing seats, lifting stuff up and down. Whatever, flip a button, they go up, pull a switch, they go down. That's wonderful. We did look at, a, at an Explorer uh, about a year ago. Um, it was, I believe, a, a, an 18 or a 19, and it had the the power uh, power fold seats. And that's, that's really important um, because those things get big and heavy nowadays. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they're, if anyone ever removed the third row from, you know, a nineties or early two thousands, uh, expedition or excursion, take that third row out and leave it in the garage. 
Yeah. That thing is like 120 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're heavy. Yeah, it's so nice to hit a button and you don't have to take it and put it anywhere. It just sinks down into the car. Right. Yeah, and it, it folds not not quite um, not quite perfectly flat, but damn well close enough, you know, where you, you're not losing anything by it not being perfectly flat. It's like a couple degrees of pitch, but like you get so much more storage space with them down, you know. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I, I've always loved, loved the idea of captain's chairs in the middle row. We looked at a, a Taurus X, which was the short-lived successor to the Ford Freestyle. And it was, uh, you know, what would you call that? A, a long roof wagon uh, sort of a sort of a deal. And yeah. it, had, it had that same sort of thing where it was a, technically a three row and it had the captain's chairs in the middle. So you could just basically walk to the third row. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would be super easy for getting dogs in and out, uh, independent of the kids and not moving seats. Right. Um, the other the other part, I guess we skipped over to um, the actual um, you know, driver's seat and steering wheel, uh, also heated steering wheel. And it's not just, you know, a normal um, steering wheel. It's kind of. Um, there's some extra like bolstering on the steering wheel and the bottom is actually kind of like, um, it's got a flat bottom on it. Ooh, sporty. Does it have uh, thumb notches? Yes. So yeah, kind of like the actual like bolstering where your thumbs would ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a sport wheel, like a, like a Momo or something yeah. such. Yep. And it's, it's, I've, I've never driven something like, like that that's had it and with like the flat bottom and it's it it's really convenient because, you know, you can always feel how much you know steering angle you have into something if you're in a corner or if you were to you know, be too far into a corner because, you know, you're you as you're turning the wheel you feel that flat bottom come around and you instantly get a bearing off of that. I've always wanted on my steering wheel. I've always wanted that little orange or red ring at the top. Yep. Yeah. You know that your, they have in race line. cars. I've always wanted that, but having my, my BMWs that have a, you know, a slightly flattened bottom and they have the thumb notches, it really does, yeah. um, it makes it a lot easier to, to know where you are, uh, yeah. on the wheel. I, yeah. I like the flat bottom and the, and the thumb notches more, more so the, the red notch or something, you know, for center one is nice aesthetically, but I'm not going to, you know, it's, it's harder to pick up when you're actually driving. But the flat bottom, I never understood the allure to the flat bottom until I drove that. And I go, wow, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's really comfortable. So this thing has all of the all of the uh, neat stuff on it. So does it have the patented Ford? My hands are full and I can't get into the to the hatch so I can wave my foot around and open it. I'm pretty sure it did. I the. The, the foot activated lift yeah. gate. I, I honestly don't know. I didn't test that and he didn't, the salesman didn't explicitly say it did or show us, but I, I could have swore that, that they had that option. But you didn't get a chance to play with that. Yeah. It's, I it's, didn't. It's, yeah. Je I was just in the wrong spot. Yeah. Jessica said she tried it and either she was in the wrong spot or it didn't have it. So we don't, can't confirm nor deny. Um, yeah, this thing's uh, full of full of neat stuff. I can tell you that uh, the 
paint color was called star white metallic tricoat. Mm. That's that's very um, auto sales sounding. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the it does come with uh, the fob is nice. It is you know push button no key. Um, the fob does have a nice you know have the ST badging on it. Um, does come with a built in remote start too, which is handy. Um, and then it comes with the, I'll probably get a butcher of the day, but like Ford pass connect or something like that. They're, <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're app driven software that, you know, from basically anywhere in the world, you can open, you know, unlock, lock the car, start the car, you know, whatnot from your phone, which is kind of neat. It'd be nice when you're in Ikea to be like, did I lock the car? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or when you're in Ikea and it's snowing outside to start it for you and start defrosting to load all your, all your uh, cardboard up. Uh, one, one thing to, to pull back. I realized that you said you, you grabbed a couple of gears. Is that in a literal sense? Does this have a, like a tap shift or, or paddles? Yeah. I, I forgot. I skipped over that. So yeah. And, you know, when you can go into the sport mode, um, there's a second kind of like sub selector where you can, you know, weave it in the automatic and let, let the car do its thing, or you can put it into a manual mode and it's got paddles that, you know, naturally move with the steering wheel too, to, you know, select what gear you want and run through the 10 speed auto that's in it. Um, you can grab gears up and down, but it does, um, it won't let you sit on a red limiter. So, um, you know, if you go from a stop, if you hit the rev limiter or where it, you know, it won't bounce, it will actually shift for you if you don't click the paddle quick enough. So you Okay, can, yeah, it does protect it. No ring, 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 ring on a rev limiter. It will shift for you. Well, that's pretty cool. You got a 6,000-pound SUV with paddles. Uh, yeah. Is there... So what else, what else was something that... Uh, that I had that you thought was, I like neat gimmicks. I I'm a sucker for gimmicks. Mm -hmm. um, like, did it have second row or, uh, you know, new cars? Did it have third row climate control? Like, did it have DVD players? Like how many speakers were in there? How many cup holders were in there? Like, is it an embarrassment of riches in the car? Um, yeah. So it had, it's the dual, it's got the dual panoramic sunroof. Uh, which is really nice. You get a, it's the, basically like 90% of the roof like opens up. That's uh, so nice to have that daylight. And then the, the front section um, opens up and then re retracts back behind or underneath the, the second section behind the second row. Um, that was pretty nice. Um, second row seats, um, I believe were heated and cooled also. Wow. It does have, this was actually fairly impressive. So um, in the center console, right where your armrest is, it's got built-in uh, built wireless charger. And my problem with wireless chargers is I have a fairly thick um, case around my phone that doesn't work with a lot of wireless chargers. And this actually did. I was thoroughly impressed with that. That's, yeah. that is, uh, that is an underappreciated asset to yeah. just get in your car and set it down and not have right. to think about it and let it just charge it. Yeah. Uh, you know, even better than your nightstand is just getting in a car, 
in the middle of the day when you've been using it, you get home, oh, I forgot to plug it in, it's at 32%, that'll probably make it through the day. But if it's just charging on your commute home, yeah, I mean, that that can save you a lot of trouble. Right. Yeah, I just, you know, get in, you throw it down there and, um, you know, integration to, you know, the infotainment, everything was super easy. Um, you know, you get in and, you know, the couple of times we were in and out, um, you know, get phone calls and like, you don't have to do anything. It automatically syncs up to the car when you get in, it, you know, picks up your calls, it, you know, all your contacts, everything, it syncs it all up. What do we had to do? Almost nothing, you know, just, you know, pair it to the car once, you know, the first time and seamless. That was really nice too. And that's been a, a complaint with other cars with our, um, our 17 Tucson did not do that at all. Every time you had to get in and pair it and it wouldn't remember, you know, like what you were listening to at the time, you had to go back in and restart something. Um, you know, so that was a complaint from other cars. This was very seamless. Um, definitely a, a, a selling point for us. Yeah, when it works, like we fight iDrive all the time uh, because when it works, it is wonderful. When it does that seamless, you're just talking to someone, you get in the car, you start it up, and then all of a sudden it's silent for a second, and then you hear them on the car, and you oh, we're just good to go. But then other times it, you know, it doesn't work. Like it pairs to your phone, but then like it doesn't port the audio out to the speakers because you're in the wrong setting. You know, when it doesn't work, it's really frustrating. You hold on, hold on. You're trying to yell and change it on your phone. And that can that can really kill the vibe. So to have electronics in a car actually work every time is uh, is underrated. Oh, definitely. So what's, what do you think is the main problems with the car? Like, uh, I know newer vehicles like this, uh, blind spots can be a problem. Do you feel like this has thick pillars or can you still, is the greenhouse okay? You really, um, you really didn't have, it wasn't hard to drive. Um, didn't really have big blind spots. Um, yeah, it's got the blind spot detection, you know, um, you know, it's got that the collision avoidance, you know, all the, you know, the, everything you'd expect on the top of the line, you know, um, it, it, uh, you know, if you were to go change lanes, it'll beep at you if there's a car next to you. Um, and you, it uh, turns the indicator on that's kind of built into the mirror too, if somebody's coming up next to you too. Um, but it's still really, really good to see out of too. It's not, I didn't feel, neither of us really felt like at any point it was, um, you know, hard, hard to drive parking, was not an issue. Um, you know, we thought it's going to maybe be too big. You know, initially we were kind of torn between this and an edge ST and this didn't feel oversized at all. Um, you know, I, I, I really like, you know, taking it back, you know, on the, on the trip back, I was trying to find something to not like about it, you know, um, you know, something, you know, what, what's the fault. And I really struggled to find one. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can come up with something to make your life easier. Um, I, hear, about... I, hear, I hear Jeff churning in the distance that it didn't have. A... <laughs> yeah, no carburetor. Yeah, those airbags are heavy. It was those airbags are terrible, and it was not. It's older than 1965, so 
There's not an ounce of rust on it. Um, what about, uh, I'll, I'll shoot for the easy one, the price. Well, yeah, um, that's the obvious one. On the website, they say starting at 54.7. So this, I mean, this one that they had was, was um, MSRP'd at 58 with the street package and the tech package. Um, with the incentives and everything they had, it was down to just under 51 is what they were asking for this one. 50, okay, Jessica said right at 51,000 basically is what they were asking on this one. Man, it, it kind of seems like it's worth... I like... Jeff is going to roll over uh, in, in his <laughs> sleep here. Just as we say this, uh, it sounds like it was kind of worth that much with everything they've crammed into it. I, I would say like worth that for how much car you get. Yes. But knowing that, um, yeah. Um, the, you know, kind of two things I have against it price wise. One, knowing that one of Jeff's relatives bought one being a, 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 like an SEL or one of the, the baser models for 28,000. I have a hard time getting the 50 for interior upgrade motor upgrade and, you know, and some suspension, like where, where do you, where do you justify a $22,000 upgrade on that? That's a different, that's another car. That is, that is true. You can get, you know, uh, a, a base one and, an XLT for, for the same price. Exactly. Um, and then this one specifically too was, um, was one of their, um, you know, like, uh, um, their dealer, you know, owner vehicles. So it, like a it, demo unit. Yeah. Kind of. And it, it had almost 3000 miles on it too. And they, they said they were going to knock some price off because of that, but it really didn't come down to anything either. They took it down five dollars, is what Jessica said. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, big, uh, yeah, big discount. And I, I did some looking around today. Actually, I did some looking around today on my lunch, uh, lunch break, and just you know a quick search from you know, the big, the big main you know online places that um, I was finding them. You know, with anywhere between three and 10,000 miles for a 2020 for around 45,000. So I was like, yeah, I feel like the dealer's kind of trying to take us for a ride. Yeah. New, new and used markets. That's, you know, that's just kind of the difference there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's for me, the, the problem for me is spending a third of what I spent on my first house mm-hmm. on an automobile is, is always going to be a tough sell. Um, from old man Evans. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and but I mean, at the same time too, I, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, okay, their list price is 50 on it, but man, you know, a, a, a base or lightly optioned coyote is the same price or a little bit less. Really? Like, you know, Just, just thoughts, you know. Yeah. Other than that, I'm having a hard time really finding the problem. Other than you know, oh, it it's not something else. You know, a lot of people can say, oh, but it's not a sports car. It's not. That's right. It's not. But right. to compare it against something else 
that is a family SUV that can heart cart kids around and uh, everything like that. Um, uh, I know that our X5, when it was new uh, 10 years ago, because prices increase, a decade ago was 59 with third row and diesel. Mm-hmm. And the Explorer is a bigger vehicle. Like there's oh, yeah. still, yeah. with the third row seats up, you can still fit more than two bags of groceries behind that third row. Yeah, definitely could. And I believe with the seats up, it makes, or at least it did with the front wheel drive base when it leaves kind of a, a big deep cavity uh, in the back. Maybe with the rear drive, it's not uh, not a big uh, hole back there anymore. No, no. Um, yeah, but it, cargo space still uh, is just short of 90 cubic feet, uh, I assume, with seats down. But that's, I mean, that's something you could actually take. All three of you could, you could tow a trailer or a rooftop tent and bring the dogs and have all the room you need for all of your camping for a week. Comfortably. Uh, without, comfortably, without having to carry bags in your lap. Right. So, you know, that's not something that a, that a, you know, you could get a, a used, uh, GT 350 for, for that much money. Well, you can, but it's not, you know, it's not right. apples and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any other, uh, any other thoughts on it, uh, that we may have, have scooched past, uh, the steering wheel looks awesome, uh, for, for, you know, even in a in a sedan, that would be a really cool uh, yeah. one. It looks like it's not too many buttons. Like you said, it does have buttons, and I spot at least three dials, two on the center stack and one for um, transmission. And uh, the how was the how's the TFT screen for the uh, info for the uh, instrument panel? The, the instrument panel, yeah. I I didn't play with the screen a a, a lot. Um, I didn't get into it too much, so. Um, but it got you the information you needed. It wasn't. Fake. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't fidgety. It wasn't overcluttered, which I would have noticed, and I don't like. So they at least didn't mess it up. Yeah, the, the proximity key features. It. It's like um, proximity key technology has kind of come up too. Yeah, it would. Uh, I don't know if you could hear her, um, but you could put the kids in the back seat with the key in your pocket, you, and it walk, when you walk up, it automatically unlocks and it knows you're close, put the kid in the back seat, and then the door would relock. And then she could walk around to get into the driver's side. And then it would unlock the driver's side. Yeah. And that's, that's really nice. It's just an added bit of security. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You never, you never have to take the key out of your pocket. Um, another kind of neat thing too is, you don't have to put the car in park either. Um, you pull up to a parking spot. You can be in drive. You can be in reverse. You can be in neutral. Pull up in a parking spot. You stop. You hit the hit the ignition button, and it automatically parks, puts it in park for you, and shuts it off. That's nice, and it's got an uh, an electronic handbrake, I assume. Yep. Yeah. That will uh, push pull switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Sounds, sounds uh, like some familiar stuff. That's, that's what modern vehicles do. They just do the basic things right. Um, like to this day, 
I haven't had a column shift for 10 years. And sometimes I'll go to throw something in reverse and my arm passes <laughs> up past the steering wheel right. uh, to, you know, put a column shift in into reverse or into park. Um, I struggle now with cars, that. I struggle with that a lot. The, first time, the whole time we had it, every time I went to either back out or pull in or something, I went, I went for the, um, you know, where it would be kind of, you know, instinctually, um, you know, kind of in that, in that kind of console area, right below the dash and the screen there. Like every time I go up, oh, not there, it's got a rotor dial. So it's got a rotary dial, you say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, took, that took some getting used to, but I mean, wasn't janky by any means, you know, just, uh, um, you know, something new that you'd get used to pretty quick. And how, how was the, how was the ergonomics? Cause I know with some vehicles, it's been hit and miss for why did they put the cup holder there? Or why is the heated seat button? You know, uh, some people prefer them on the seat. Um, like for, uh, for my BMW, my seat controls for the memory are on the door weirdly. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, and I've had, I don't remember where I, I'm pretty sure the seat controls and memory were on the seat. I think I know the controls were on the seat. I don't remember where the memory was up by the door. She said, yeah, I, I didn't mess with the, with the memory and any of that, but the, um, like the ergonomics of everything worked pretty good. Cup holders were, you know, where they kind of like would naturally should be, um, you know, not in the way of anything. Um, you know, and like the, you know, the actual manually operated buttons and whatnot for, you know, the, the heated and cooled seats and whatnot were kind of where they should be at the, the base of the dash, but on the appropriate side, nothing was weird. Um, like you'd have to try and hunt and find something. But there is nothing, there is nothing clearly wrong. Like the, Chevy pickup that I had that the steering wheel was off to the left about three quarters of an inch from center line, <laughs> uh, you know, stuff, stuff like that, or, um, uh, a civic that I drove for two weeks that you had to reach over your, oh, like past your cup holder and hit your cup with your elbow to get to the shifter. Um, it didn't have any, any blatant, uh, what, what were they thinking moments? No, not really. Um, the for the the only one that really stood out is um if you're looking at the kind of the interior the actual like the angle where they put the you know the the start stop button um yeah it was a little it was a little far off and it's more of a it's not like you know where you would like push in towards the dash um you know like towards the towards the engine it's more of a you're pushing down like into a console it's kind of it's that's kind of the the awkward bit of it. It's it's a weird kind of funky spot for the um for the ignition switch there, but I honestly I don't see another spot that would really be better for it. I think that's kind of like, well, this is what we have, so this is where it goes kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the drive mode selector was um at the, the the very very base like under almost right at the base of the armrest um <clears throat> to like you you do have to kind of like manipulate your wrist to kind of get to it but i think that might have been by design so you don't do it accidentally yeah it's not something you're going to be reaching for very often so yeah um did it have 
yeah um it does it does default to to normal drive mode so yeah anytime you do get in and you want something else you do have to switch and again i imagine that's by design too um i don't know if you could if it has the capability to you know set that in the, in the memory or the or the programming of it or something that you could default to a certain mode like if you could default to sport mode or you could default to eco mode you know for your everyday driving i can't speak to that i don't know if you can do that or not it would be nice if you could you know because i'm not going to want to get in and every time if this was a daily and get in in sport mode especially cold you know uh normal was fine but you know, for if it was a daily, daily, you know, driving every day, I would like to be able to default it to eco. Yeah, just because that's all you need it to do if you're not if you're just commuting. Right. Uh, this may be a question uh, more for your wonderful wife. Storage, like um, that's something that the BMW has weirdly lacks storage. Like there's no actual center console. Um, and the, um, the glove box is actually, you reach at it through the top. And so it's kind of deep, but you know, all the access is from straight on top. So it's weird to get at things and the door pockets kind of get smaller at the top. So you can lose things in it, but not be able to get them out. Um, how is it for, for storing things for somewhere to put your phone somewhere to put um you know uh like for me things for the kids like i would have emergency toys Mm -hmm. um in the escape i had places for all those things but that's kind of been the problem with the x5 is got to put the cover over the cups uh cup holder just that you have somewhere to set something that's flat did did it have decent storage options Definitely did. Um, I didn't. I didn't pop open the passenger side glove box, but um, like door pockets are actually pretty good size. Um, there's there's what? Yeah, yeah. You like you can set um, like in the door pockets for like the handle. You like you could put your phone or your wallet. Um, you know where that where you would grip for the door for opening and closing, and then beneath too, it's got a pretty deep and really accessible you know, pocket underneath that too. Um, pretty, pretty good. Um, the back, um, between the two captain's chairs, there's kind of a built-in spot where there's, um, it's a flat surface that's got cup holders built in and you could put some stuff there. Um, there's a good amount of, of space back there. Um, also incredible leg room, like even, um, you know, I'm tall, you're tall. Um, you know, with, with people like us driving, um, the amount of legroom you have behind that for a full-size adult is you're not crammed for space either. Like I could, I could drive in as far back as I needed to go with my legs to be like fully extended and the person sitting behind me could still be comfortable. So that was really nice too. Yeah. If you can fit a six footer behind a six footer. Yeah, exactly. Um, the center console was actually really nice too. The center console is really deep and it's got a lot of storage in it as well. Um, and, and we mentioned the, the wireless charger, um, you know, right in front of the, of the center console glove box too. Um, you know, it's an instinctual spot to put a phone. And then, um, there's actually a little slot as well too, where you can actually, 
to the right of the, you know, the, uh, the roto dial in front of the cup holders, you can actually stand a phone or something up too. You can put a wallet there or actually, um, you know, I have an, a, an iPhone eight plus and you can actually put that in the slot and it stands up perfectly there too, which is nice. So it's, it's, Man, I- it's got a good amount of storage and, and, and space with it too. Definitely. I'm having a hard time uh, giving this thing demerits uh, that aren't intrinsic to its class. It it only had uh, one touch modules for the front windows. The back windows didn't have it, so that that's my beef. Boo! <laughs> yeah, the, it's the things that you don't think about. Um, you know, I use the the fold. I've said before, I use the foldable mirrors. Uh, on a, like twice a week uh, on the X5, it's those little touches uh, are actually daily conveniences. Yeah, yeah. The the mirrors when you I don't, I don't remember if it was when you parked and turned it off or if it was when you locked it. Um, I know the mirrors auto fold in, which is nice. Uh, Automatic is nice. Yes the um, the back windows. So on the on the rear doors. Um, I don't know if this is a factory thing or if it was an, an auto option or a package still, but it's got um, like a uh, built-in like sunshades too for um, that you know block out the sun in the windows. Oh, the the back passenger doors have like roll yeah. like roll up uh, shades. Yeah, for for kids, we use those. Those are those are wonderful because um, otherwise we used to have these applique little uh, decals that would mm-hmm. kind of. "Quote unquote static cling onto the window, which means they'd sit there just long enough for you to get on the freeway, and then they'd fall and like yeah, would cry and yeah, right. Yep. Um, is the uh, rear hatch is it possibly a split window or is it um just a hatch? I believe it's just a hatch. I I didn't really manipulate that a lot. Yeah, I, that's I'm kind of pretty a, sure it was just read. a hatch. Um, yeah. The other the other thing too that was actually really kind of underrated is there is uh, like a factory tint on all four windows, you know the all four door windows um, as well mm-hmm. as back too I guess. That's um, kind of got a it's it's tinted, but it I I want to say it has like a um, kind of like a polarization to it to the point where like when we were driving this back to the dealer, basically driving it directly you know, like the sun's bearing down and you could just look out the windows and it would totally just negated that and without just being like a 5% tint. That's really, they're getting really smart about uh, blocking out UV and heat without uh, blocking visibility from the exactly. outside. That's yeah. my beef with the Mazda right now is the Mazda's got probably 20% tint on it or something. It's pretty dark. Um but at night it just kills your visibility yeah that's the problem is uh and in a in a place like where you live the the during the summer the sun can really get some btus uh um and really really blind you pretty good um so you need something dark during those months but yeah when it's when it gets uh nighttime uh, you know, I'm getting old. My eyes are not what they used to be, and I'd really like it to, you know, not become the the dead of night as soon as the sun goes down. Right, right. Um, 
interior wise also um everything was all led super nice crisp light um it has the adjustable the 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 changeable you know ambient lighting in it too oh where you can change the color Mm -hmm. yeah i remember that coming out uh when the s197 mustangs came out in 05 that was part of their uh part of their push was the my ford color whatever they called it yeah yeah uh is there is there anything uh, this is just a treasure trove of of gadgets which is just my jam completely uh is there, yeah and anything anything else that comes to mind yeah i mean i'm i'm struggling to find you know any more cons to it jessica's you know same thing she there's one thing that she thought she didn't like but we can't seem to remember what it was so it couldn't have been something huge yeah not a deal breaker i guess not a deal breaker yeah yeah i mean and and two like it the st package on you know on the exterior i know we didn't touch on it a lot but really does like the grill the wheels the whole package everything is is really well done well put together to differentiate it from you know an sel or something based model e yeah i mean akin to a, a focus st you're not gonna not gonna get it mixed up with its uh more plebeian kin right yeah the, the biggest problem i can find is uh you know uh, basically you know fifty five to sixty thousand dollars for uh a vehicle but i mean it's a full size s u v um and it's from a it's not from a premium nameplate uh at that at that number but i mean we talk about ford trucks and they can get uh into the three three digits now same thing exactly um yeah the the nice thing too is um the the quick differentiation aside from just the st badging is i love that they kind of stole from the gt500 is the quad exhaust tips yeah i was looking at those the bright polished uh tips those Mm -hmm. are amazing and that yeah that and even if you debadged it, you know, to kind of hide that it was an ST, the quad tips, it's like, oh, that's an ST. That's nice. And with, with power numbers, uh, you know, in the 400s, that's, that's well, well received. Like you're not, you're not pretending at that point. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an appearance package with interior. Like it's serious, serious power. I mean, and, um, as, you know, get, kind of getting back to actually driving it, I I did, um, I did brake stand at once to see you know what it would do if it would you know actually want to spin the tire. I didn't I didn't ever turn traction control off to see what it would do there, but um, you know from a stop in sport mode, basically I just two footed it, and man, like I I feel I don't know what it does like quarter mile times. I haven't looked you know and see what it's rated at and whatnot, but um, you know you you've seen the 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 lightning and i feel like it would be a fairly close match with the lightning it definitely pulls it out of the hole um and then you know the lightning would kind of come back on it but i i would be hard pressed that i think that would be a fairly close comparison um yeah uh from from what i can find uh it seems to run uh about uh 13.9s yeah uh in, in the quarter mile stock that's yeah and that's no slush and i think the lightning's probably pretty close to that stock too 
Yeah, that that's no joke. That I mean, that's the speed of that my bullet was. Yeah, you know, uh, to to beat that, you have to start looking at things like the Jaguar F Pace SVR or the uh, BMW X3 M40i, like monster significant. To, yeah, I mean those those bring you into the into the twelves and the high elevens, but yeah, uh, that's that is plenty quick for uh you can put the whole family in it and tell yeah. with it. Oh yeah. And silly. Well, yeah. And, and those vehicles you're talking significantly more money too. Oh, probably near twice as much. Yeah, exactly. I would venture. Yeah. Yeah. And zero to 60 in just a shade over five seconds. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess there are some modified ones that are in the low twelves. So I can't imagine, but you know, with that motor setup, and they've had the EcoBoost stuff around for a while, you know, I can't imagine it wouldn't take much to really make them super quick too. Yeah, because the the platinum powertrain is three hundred and sixty five horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I wonder exactly what they what they did to the engine if it's just a flash, or if they did, uh, you know, change out the turbos for some bigger ones. Uh, if they had to do any real internal upgrades uh usually this is just badging um mm-hmm. but i mean to bump at 35 horses is noticeable and you know i feel like same, it's, same in torque i f- i feel like it's got it's it's not a lot of significant changes for production sake because like look at the um the mustang line you know how they offered you know that performance pack basically as bring it in and reflash more or less and you get they gain like i want to say it was like 30 horsepower or something out of them yeah that's the thing is that they have that ability now yeah so i i yeah i would think that would be you get some decent horsepower just out of that before you even start talking about changing turbos or anything you know then you really could you know endless limits you know i imagine there's there's other parts and whatnot that would be swappable or you know there's always aftermarket but um you know what at some point 4gt stuff is going to disseminate down you know that that's how race cars work that's the whole point that's why we have automobile racing is to you know get the name out and bragging rights but also for development of technologies exactly and that that'll that'll fizzle down to you know lower model stuff eventually too so Awesome. Well, I was really interested when I heard that you had one of those uh, in the driveway as you, you know, begin kind of uh, car shopping. Uh, you know, hopefully, because I'm I'm just such a nerd about this sort of stuff. Hopefully, you go and test like eight more things, and uh, tell me all about them because uh, I have some sick fascination with. If I mean, if I could drive a different car every three months, I would. I don't care what it would be. Yeah, I get it. exactly just for the sake of having something different and you know learning it and seeing what what it does and how it does it. Yeah, that's that would be awesome. Just just the experience is enough for me. Right. Yeah, there's there's definitely definitely some other stuff to look at. Um, I imagine eventually we we might you know if we don't come back to this you know which was hard pressed to not come back to this easily but the the edge st is kind of the next com- the next kind of competition for us um 
as far as you know what we were, were looking at um basically explorer sc minus weight uh minus the third row yeah it, it's the middle child between the uh escape and the explorer right right and i believe that one was the 2.7 eco boost and it had the eight speed versus the 10 speed in the in the explorer yeah but i mean if you can cut 10 grand out that's know, exactly, that's exactly what it is yeah, yeah msrp difference was about 10 grand was four it was 48 versus 58 yeah and that's that's nothing to 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 be discounted right uh, but no definitely uh keep keep looking around there's nothing nothing better than test driving a car like the numbers are fine to narrow it down but i always tell people if you want to get a car drive it because sometimes you drive it and you go this is perfect on paper but i just hate the way that fill in the blank works right you know? the the one i the one i'm generously generally genuinely curious of and it's the least one you or jeff would ever expect would be the new durango hellcat uh no i i called that that was going to be my my next question if you were going to look at a durango st because <laughs> you you know my affiliation for dodge is is a one percent but you know what having a chrysler product uh in the well not the driveway but the yard where i had to coast it to a stop <laughs> uh i mean i can't i can't say anything nice about them but uh, it's hard to compare a 1950 desoto to a a um 50 year no <laughs> 70 year newer 70 car. year newer car what yeah. on a 50 year old car which is what we currently both have <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, a Durango RT is going to be a little bigger and heavier, but it's going to have, it's going to have that. It's got a Hemi. Yeah. It's going to have that V8 growl to it. So right. even, even without the Hellcat, the RT is probably worth looking into. I'm not sure what the Hellcats cost uh, or they're available. I'm, I'm sure they're crazy. I'm sure a Hellcat's probably 70 or 80. Yeah, probably, but I bet you an RT is uh, probably comparable. Probably more, probably more reasonable, but the nice the nice thing with the Explorer is it still gets decent mileage. Yeah did you do you did you look at all uh, at what you were getting over the two days for what it's worth? The, so the 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 SRT Durango Jessica just looked up. It was about sixty three thousand. She said. Yeah, see that's that's substantially more. Right. Yeah, you're you know, another 15 or so more. Yeah, that's significant. But I'm sorry, I missed your question. Um, well, the listeners know what it was, but I have, I have lost. <laughs> They're screaming well. at us right now for talking over each other. Um, nope, it is just very late and I am extremely tired. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Hopefully we check out, you check out some more stuff and I live vicariously through that. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, it does, uh, Jessica have any other, any other thoughts on the car? Just that we're going to Michigan to buy a car for 1%. Apparently she found one in Michigan for 45,000. <laughs> well, well, buy your plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have to wait and see what uh, what sort of bonus work shovels out this week. So, well, I mean, keep working uh, the long hours, and uh, you'll get it done. 
as we well know. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, well, I'd like to thank everyone for their patience. Uh, we're just having some scheduling uh, difficulties, but I've got a few things lined up now. We should start catching up. Um, uh, probably know all the stuff. I've got all the uh, email and stuff in the show description, so I'm not going to hold anyone too much later. Uh, thanks again, uh, Andy and Jessica, for uh, telling us about uh, the uh, Explorer ST. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, enjoyed talking about it. And great car, and yeah, look forward to looking up uh, some more stuff here soon. Yep. Okay. This is where we uh, tell the nice people good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>